be joined on the line uh, by Bill Nader, Director of Racing at the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Happy Easter, Bill. How are you? Great, James, and happy Easter to you as well. Uh, nice to have you on this uh, Good Friday, and um, I guess you've uh, you've got your feet up uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. No, no race meeting on Sunday because instead this week it's uh, it's on Monday, right? It is. It's it's an unusual feeling to have uh, so many days off uh, in the world that we live in. But yes, we race on Easter Monday, and then because of that, instead of the Happy Wednesday at Happy Valley, we'll move that race meeting to Thursday next week. So it's a Monday Thursday. Uh, lineup for next week. Bit unusual, really, isn't it? I mean, it's, it must put your whole calendar out of skew, isn't it? You're so used to Sunday and Wednesday. <laughs> yep. And in, in last week, or just a couple of days ago, we had Wednesday night racing at Sha Tin, which mm. was a little bit of a twist. So everything is a little bit out of alignment, but uh, it's what? exciting. It's a great, great time of year. Why do you uh, Why do you do Wednesday evening at Sha Tin? What, what's the reasoning behind that? <clears throat> Well, every now and then we need to give Happy Valley, the, the grass track, a little bit of a break. And mm. in the spring, we change the grass over from the winter to the summer grass. So we try to go a period of about two weeks with no racing at Happy Valley to allow the grass to settle in and take us through the rest of the season, which is really April through mid-July. That must be, a, will, that must be yeah. a big thing, the grass, isn't it? You know, trying to get it right and, and you know, to change it in two weeks, that's quite a, that's quite a turnaround. We have a great, great team that heads it up, and there's a woman named Kiki who uh, heads up the Happy Valley team, and one of the probably few female um, uh, personnel anywhere in you know at a major race course that heads up the maintenance of the of the tracks, and she does a great job, and um, they take it, re- you know, almost like religiously every morning and every day, looking after it, and uh, it's a big part of. Um, uh, the experience for horses, trainers, and jockeys to have a good track to race on, and and it is really important, I guess, to to have the the turf and the and the soft and hard going or whatever it is, you know, in 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 the right balance, right? It is. There's so many facets that go into really producing, uh, you know, top class racing, mm. and a lot of people behind the scenes that people just wouldn't really recognize that do their jobs day in and day out and do it well. Uh, to make us who we are, and uh, the tracks team is is a big part of that. Absolutely. Well, um, you've got two great uh, tracks uh, in Hong Kong, obviously at Happy Valley and Chartin. And Chartin is the uh, location on Easter Monday. Um, tell us about the uh, the races that you can that we can expect on uh, on Monday. Well, we have two major races. They're both Group Two races. Now, Group Two races are very prestigious, but they lead into the Group One races that will take place at the end of the month on the twenty fifth of April. So. In terms of the pattern of racing, the, the top horses will run in the Group 2 races on Monday and then come back in the Group 1 races that will be FWD Champions Day on the 25th of April. And that's one of our two flagship meetings, Champions Day and the Hong Kong International Races in December. Those are the two marquee events. So the horses that are racing on Monday are the best of Hong Kong, and then they will continue on and take on international competition at the end of the month on the 25th of April. And and what do you think are the uh, uh, the horses and jockeys we should be watching out for on Monday? Well, it, it's interesting, James, because in the Chairman's Trophy, which is the Group 2 race at one mile, there's one horse that's missing, Golden 60. He'll, he'll miss oh, this race. really? And he'll just, he'll just train up to the big race on the 25th of April. And uh, that's welcome relief for his 
opposition because they won't mind mm. that he won't be there on Monday, giving them a chance to <laughs> right. finally win one of these big races. Um, but there are there are some really really top horses in this race. Southern Legend, who won the FWD Champions Mile last year, uh, and he's been in terrific form. He's been in the top three in each of his last four races. He's a Group One winner, top horse. He's He's a horse that's made over $54 million in his career. So he's a no stranger to these big races and very, very highly regarded, as well as a horse called Waikuku, who's also a Group 1 winner, uh, trained by John Size, and be ridden by Joe Marrera. And he comes off a Group 1 win in his last start. So these are the kind of horses that, uh, uh, you know, they'll relish the opportunity that Golden 60 is not there, but they'll be tough competition for him when they meet up again on the 25th of April. Golden 60, of course, for people listening that aren't familiar with him, he's won 13 consecutive races, and he's unbeaten at group level, group level being the very, very best, uh, highest quality racing anywhere. He's run in group races seven times, and he's won each and every one. Uh, And he'll be waiting in the wings on the 25th of April. But these horses that are running on Monday, if they run as well as we think they will, especially... Waikuku and Southern Legend. There's also Kaying Star, who's a very good horse. Uh, more than this, Champion's Way and Mighty Giants. So these are horses that if they can really run well in this stepping stone race on Monday, they'll be ready for their best at the end of the month, and they'll give uh, Golden 60 a real horse race. But will they? Are, they, are they in a position where they could challenge him at the moment? You know, with 13 wins in a row, that's amazing, right? Yes, but I think they can. I think a horse like, especially Waikuku and, 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 well, Waikuku in particular, I think he can challenge uh, Golden 60. It's, you know, Golden 60, of course, will be the, the prohibitive favorite, but Waikuku is uh, the kind of horse, and that shows, um, I think, the depth and the strength of um, the population in Hong Kong, especially in this category at one mile, that these are the kind of horses that are, you know, recognized globally. Um, among the best at what they do. And when I say what they do, I mean race at over the distance of one mile. They're very, very highly rated. So it's we shouldn't take for granted that Golden 60 is just going to show up and win every time. To his credit, he has won 13 in a row, and it shows that he's exceptional. But um, he needs to be at his best to keep it going. Each and every race at this level, uh, they get tougher and tougher. So It'll be uh, fascinating to see how it unfolds on the 25th of April. And we get when we do get there, um, when we say Champions Day, on that day there were three Group 1 races. Now, that's incredible to have three Group 1 races on one race day. Wow. And with that, we have the, the FWD Queen Elizabeth II, which is a $25 million race, and the Japanese will be coming. Uh, they'll, they'll bring uh, many of their top horses. I think it could be as many as four or five uh, Japanese horses in the QE2 at the end of the month, taking on the best of Hong Kong. That will be a a really, really uh, terrific showdown, the best of Hong Kong against the best of Japan. In the mile race, the FWD uh, Champions Mile, I I don't think any horses will come to Hong Kong to take on um, the likes of Golden 60, Waikuku, and Southern Legend. If there are any, it might be just one or two. But I think uh, the uh, people uh, that own and train horses in other parts of the world recognize that Hong Kong is very, very tough. 
in that category, and they'll probably give that a miss. And then finally, we have the Group 1 Chairman Sprint, over 1,200 meters, and the Japanese sprinter Danon Smash, who came to Hong Kong and won the Hong Kong Sprint in December, our biggest sprint race of the season, he'll come back and try to do it again. He just won last Sunday in his first race since December in the Group 1 Takamatsunomiya Kinin at, uh, in, in Japan. So he's, uh, he's in top form and he'll come in. So it's really exciting, I think, not just for Hong Kong racing fans, but racing fans uh, across the world to watch this kind of competition on the 25th of April because it's not just the best of Hong Kong, as I mentioned earlier, but you have some really, really top horses coming in and it makes it very very exciting so japan is is japan um you know one of the most successful other places for racing in in asia would you say i, I would say hong kong is a powerhouse and i would say absolutely japan is a powerhouse i mean they have some terrific horses and and many of their best horses are female and it's amazing how many great fillies and mares uh come out of japan there's a race on Sunday uh, called the Osaka High, and there's a, a, a female horse in there called uh, Grand Allegria, and she's she's in my in my book she's one of the world uh, top ten horses, um, and uh, you know we have horses uh, from Japan such as Daring Tact, who won the Japanese Philly Triple Crown last mm. year, Loves Only You, who just ran a tremendous race in Dubai. Those two horses, Love's Only You and Daring Tact, both female, are likely to come to Hong Kong and run in Champions Day mm. at the end of the month. They are terrific. They are world-class horses. And um, uh, it, it's that's what makes it exciting. Not just that the Japanese will be coming, but you also have the battle of the sexes because we right. really don't have why female is that? horses. Why is, the, why is that, Bill? Why, why, why are they so, so, so successful with female horses compared to possibly male horses in other parts of the world, possibly in Hong Kong? Why, why is the difference? They, they have a great breeding program. So a lot of the horses, almost all of the horses running in Japan are bred in Japan because of the, uh, the situation here in Hong Kong where there just isn't enough land to really have a a breeding program, all of the horses in Hong Kong are imported from somewhere else, uh, mostly Australia, New Zealand, and Europe, and they come in and they become Hong Kong resident horses, and so the the population here is 99% male, whereas in Japan it would be almost a 50-50 split, hmm. and the and they they just produce more than any other country, um, I think. I think in in the world now, uh, the best uh, the best uh, quality, um, you know, fillies and mares. Europe, uh, to some degree, Australia and in America will have a few that stand out, but not, I think, in the quantity that Japan produces those top class horses. And but is it because they want to keep the female horses for future breeding programs that then they don't go anywhere else? That's why they're stuck in Japan, or it's, it just seems strikes me as slightly odd. Well, they first of all they they're tremendous on the track, and so they have tremendous results as racehorses, and mm. then they're retired and they're bred to top quality Japanese stallions, and they're just worth a lot of money. And the and, and much like Hong Kong the the business model there with the prize money and everything that's on offer it it doesn't make any sense to go anywhere else it it right. makes sense to stay home right. and to continue to you know uh, success 
breeds success. That's the old cliche, mm. and they try to continue on. and um, And there's a lot of pride in Japan, just as there is in Hong Kong. Uh, the racing fans here really, really have a lot of pride in the Hong Kong uh, horses. The same is true in Japan. Uh, it's it's incredible to watch, and and that's what makes I think Champions Day, FWD Champions Day at the end of the month, mm. uh, such a such a big event. Is you get to see this mix of horses uh, competing to try to get an idea where you really stack up. Um, it's unfortunate that probably that Golden Sixty won't face a challenge uh, from somewhere else so he can show uh, his quality as it lines up against maybe the best of Japan. But in the in the sprint and in the QE2 Cup, uh, you know, Dane on Smash is the clearly the best Japanese sprinter. And he's already won once in Hong Kong. To win again would really be something. Um, and, and we have a sprint race tomorrow as well as the Chairman's Trophy that I talked about earlier. And that's a race that will feature 13 horses um, as they try to, you know, set themselves up for the big race at the end of the month. And it will be interesting there because right now in Hong Kong, the sprint division is up in the air. There's no clear-cut leader of the pack. So tomorrow, uh, I'm sorry, Monday's race Mm. will help uh, separate um, the contenders from the pretenders. And we'll find out (laughs) which ones are really going to represent Hong Kong in a big way uh, on the 25th. Now, just just touching back on the Golden Sixty for a second. Not that I'm obsessing about it or anything, but I find it rather fascinating. Um, you know, the the most number of consecutive wins I understand is still held by Silent Witness, who had seventeen consecutive wins. Do you think that Golden Sixty can top that? Well, if he can win this one, he, he has a chance. This one will mm. be uh, the. When I say this one, I mean the, at, at the end of the month. Mm. This will be a real test. Because I do think the Hong Kong horses that are running on Monday are really um, top class. So, you know, he, he, he comes off a win in February over 2,000 meters, and now he has to cut back in distance to 1,600. And I think we just – we shouldn't take for granted that, you know, these wins, 13 in a row, you know, that it, it'll just keep – they'll just keep falling like dominoes. It's just not that easy. So um, if he can get through this one, I, I suspect – he might only have one more race this season, um, or he may have no other races this season. But if he gets through this one, and let's say he runs one more time and it's 15 in a row, then, well, the hmm. stage is set for the start of next season because everybody will be on the edge of their seed. Right. Because the silent witness, 17, is something that is you know etched in our minds and etched in the history book as something that is just one of those records that you thought, may never be broken so mm. it'll be it'll be the, the excitement will continue to build as he gets closer but this next one um uh, will be will be difficult well fascinating stuff now how are we how are we doing as far as the potential of having uh, more spectators back into uh, the races bill is uh, are, we, are we seeing any light at the end of the tunnel do you think well we haven't had any public for the longest time and mm. the ocbs have all all been closed on, on race days that will change slightly on Monday. We'll have 19 of our OCBs open. What, uh, what are OCBs, off, sorry? Uh, our off-course betting branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are about 100 in Hong Kong, and they've been shut down uh, for every race meeting for what seems like an eternity. I can't even remember the last time they've right. been open. But um, the 19 of the 100 or so off-course betting branches will open up on Monday. Um 
from nine o'clock in the morning until 6 p.m. So that's a, a small baby step forward. And also at the race course, the public has not been admitted for, again, what seems like an eternity. And we will have, um, uh, I believe, up to 2,200 public uh, invited to come hmm. on Monday. But they have to have an advanced booking in one of our venues uh, to be admitted. So we're slowly creeping. We're still a long uh, way away from 100,000, 100, yeah. though, aren't we? Here we are. <laughs> I mean, I think the crowd on Monday will probably be around just a little bit over 4,000. Right. So, we're yeah, we're a long way off, and we're doing it responsibly and slowly, but, uh, boy, it sure would be great uh, when the day comes that we can welcome our fans back because I know how, how much it means to Hong Kong people, and it means a lot for us, too, to us uh, to see them there. Mm. It adds a lot in terms of the... Uh, excitement and the the atmosphere of, of, a, of a big race day so um, you know we're getting there we're getting there James but we're doing it very slowly well hopefully perhaps by Champions Day there might be a little bit more good news uh, uh, in the offing but meanwhile uh, good luck with the meeting on uh, uh, Monday Bill at Chartin uh, thanks for joining us as, as ever have a good weekend thanks James great being